Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. Happy New Year's. We start this episode off with a bang. Uh, we're entering 2021. I mean, I want to say hi to my fellow co-hosts, Jamar, and man, Happy New Year. What's going on, man? Happy New Year, bro. What's going on? What's up, man, everybody? For real, man. Uh, Chris, Happy New Year's, man. What's going on with you? Happy New Year, everybody. Listen, man, all good, all good. Kyrie, happy New Year's, man. What's going on? Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy New Year to y'all. Man, for real. Elijah, happy New Year's, man. What's going on? What's going on, yo? Happy New Year. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Greg, happy New Year's, man. Happy New Year to you, my boy. That's crazy. So what's really going on? So, you know, we start off this episode with a bang, strictly basketball. We're going straight into 2021 with just basketball in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with practically the Clippers, man. You know, everyone's one of the contending teams to go for the championship, right? So, you know, everyone thinks everyone thinks that the Clippers, Lakers, or, you know, uh, the Nuggets, they all got a shot to be for the finals. And, you know, Clippers, they got pretty done in uh, pretty badly. They got – they were losing by 50 at halftime. Uh, but overall, they, they cut that 50 to 30 point. Loss and uh, a lot of people was kind of shocked at how you know that game went and how the Clippers actually getting dominated so thoroughly. So not just offensively and defensively. So it's just honestly, um, I mean, what's your guys' take on the Clippers being down by halftime by fifty points? You know, I mean, that's got to be pretty crazy as a contender. You got Kawhi Leonard was out. I got to mention that too. So, but still, that's pretty uh crazy for the Clippers, a contending team, to be down by fifty. I mean, what's your guys' take on that? I'm gonna go off for Greg. What's your take, Greg? Nah, I want I want to hear everybody else's perspective first. I'm gonna be no, you don't. We want to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. If you want me to be honest with you, I was the most horrendous performance I have ever seen a professional basketball team Whoa. Put, on, put on the court. Fifty points at halftime. Do y'all realize that's a record at halftime? Not a game. Not a game. Halftime. You know how terrible you have to be? They put up tw- – hold on. What's this? What are these numbers? They put up 27 points at halftime. Not a quarter. Halftime. That is a horrendous performance. I don't care who's out. Okay? LeBron James could be out. If Anthony Davis is down by 50 at halftime, we all come in for his neck. So why are we giving the same to Paul George? Don't 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 make me do this to y'all. Don't make me do this. Yeah, I know. I, listen, y'all know I would I call it about Paul George. Listen, I would call it a bad game. I wouldn't say they were terrible. It was just a, it was just a bad. It was an off game. Got you. Okay. Yeah, I agree with uh, a lot what Greg said. Like, yeah, it, it was no excuse for how they came out, bro. Like, they just seemed flat, and they just seemed like they weren't invested into the game whatsoever. And the Mavericks took full advantage of that. And Paul George, he kind of shrugged it off like it, like it wasn't nothing serious. Like, sure, like everybody has bad games and teams have bad outings, but that was just flat out embarrassing. And being a leader on that team, especially in a time when Kawhi Leonard went down, and it was time for him to step up. He can't let his team go out like that. It was a lot of teams that went out bad that day besides the Clippers. And at the, and at the end of the day, I mean, I would have shrugged it off too. It's just one game. And it's the regular season. So even if they got blown up by fifty, it goes as as one L. You lost column. Can I? Can I? Like I said, they wasn't the only team. They wasn't the only team with a shocking loss that day. No, that's real. 
You want to know what the difference between those teams and the Clippers are? You got a superstar that's having that makes excuses. Don't get me wrong. Other teams did take L that day. Sixers lost by like 25 points. Did you hear Joel Embiid? Uh, how are we going to Joel Embiid if he didn't play? Huh? I'm, I'm how are we going to Joel Embiid if he didn't play? He, of course. Exactly. He didn't play, right? Did you hear Joel Embiid make excuses for his teammates that did play? Did you hear Ben Simmons make excuses? Let me tell you what the superstar player who did play for the Clippers say to the media after the game. Let me read this to you. He I, says, don't I, take- I don't know everything. He, he put he it on said, himself. He said it was his fault. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't take full responsibility and then make excuses for why you lost the game by 50 at halftime. You can't okay. say, he, he said, I take full responsibility. Then the brother goes, I hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas day yesterday and that that was the reason for a sluggish day today. You can't say that. Why you can't, can't you? blame Christmas for the reason why you play but lose while you're losing at halftime by 50, bro. 50. Bro, dude, bro, 50. But if he owned up to it, what's the issue of what he said after that? He already said it was on him. No, he's he he takes forwards. You can't take because it's like it's like you're you're like all right. How do I say this? It's like it's like I like if a brother says I'm sorry, but then makes every excuse for why he did what he did. You don't want to hear their excuses. Just own up to your mistake and move forward. When you when you make excuses, it just makes me feel like you diminish. You're Wait. trying to. Wait, Greg. That's so a what, fact. That's a fact. Wait, Greg. So what I'm hearing is, I mean, Paul George is too many times where he collapses, you know, inside whether it's a playoff game or a regular season. Bro, don't yo, excuses. Colin, Colin, don't make me do this because you know, because you know, this, and this isn't just new for Paul George. Paul George is the brother that went out in the in the bubble against the Mavericks, struggled in the first couple of games. Had a 33, I think he, would, he scored like 30 plus points in a in a win against the Mavericks. And he was like, yo, like, you know, I was suffering from mental health issues, but the real Paul George is back thing, now. Though. Now it's, I'm back. This is a serious thing. I'm, I mean, no, no, and, and, no, 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 no. And mental health is a serious thing. Don't get me wrong, but don't put added pressure on yourself because here's what happened moving forward. He then continued to struggle again. And he would mind you, after that performance, as soon as he had a good game, he said, I'm back, and these issues are behind me now. Then he started to struggle more. And then after the series, when he lost to Denver, he looked at the media and said, this year wasn't a championship year for us. We weren't expected to win a championship this year. A superstar player is mm-hmm. saying your team, who had the second best odds to win a championship, wasn't expected to win a championship this year? It just feels because so now it's like I feel like he loses credibility with the mental health thing because now he's he's just saying things or he's doing things that don't match his actions. He's just he like I, for me I feel like with Paul George he just says a lot well, and I he mean, never and, well, and never well, follows up with his actions. Well, I mean, great. Well, then, what well, can I say? It is as bad as bad was the Clippers was and Paul George against the Mavericks. Can you does the Mavericks get any kind of like? Well, man, the Mavericks played really, really well. Like, can you give any any kind of credit to the Mavs? Oh my God! No, for sure, no. Paul George's fault. Like, it's just no, for sure, no. It, but like, we there are performances where, like, bro, he wasn't even playing respectable. He was averaging like, like for like those games that he was losing by, he was averaging like fifteen, like fourteen a game. Like, you're a superstar. You can, 
it's it's one thing if Luca's going off, but like it, but like it, like he, he lost a little bit of like a uh, like like it, he wasn't playing well like at all like it wasn't like he was averaging twenty like it felt like Kawhi was kind of carrying that team in the Mavs series and like that you knew that if Paul George just turned it on the Mavs wouldn't have a response for Paul George because those games were the mat when Paul well, George turned it on. Well, the Greg, Mavs had no answer for him. Wait, well, Greg, well, uh, can I at least ask you this? And this is kind of for everybody here. Is Paul George a top 20 player in the league right now? Would you guys say yes? Easily. Yeah, still is. I see why not. Definitely yes. All right, I'm so I, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, you can't put him top 20. Oh, God. I can't, oh, <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, I can't my do God. It. Why not? You're going to have to earn that. Why not? Oh, well, you're talking about earn that playoff wise? Why not? You're talking about overall. I just, I'm looking at. I want another 20 for overall. I mean, honestly, if you want to hold the playoffs, I, I mean, that's understandable in itself. Yes. Okay. 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 No, no. Okay. Okay. Hey, let, let me, let me elaborate on that because I feel like, all right, I'm going to get a lot of hate. All right. Here's the reality. Paul George's talent is undeniable. I'm not, I can't be the brother. I'm not, I can't be the brother. I'm not, I'm not dumb. Like I know Paul George's talent, but is there. But if we just look at him as a player, like what does that tell me? Like, what does that tell you if the brother never shows up in the playoffs? Like, how can you give him top 20 status if he just repeatedly never shows up in the playoffs? I'm so like, like, if we no, no, can I say? I, I, say I, gotta, like I gotta comment. I gotta comment. Wait, gotta wait comment. a minute, Greg. Wait a minute, Greg. Wait, wait a minute, Mar, Mark. Can you go back to what you had said earlier? I didn't hear that. What, what, what was it? Um, it sounds like James Harden to me. I mean, if you can put well, Russell Westbrook, no, you but, can put. I got, it. I got a different one. If you can put, okay, you were, no, no, you can put. Here's, here's, here's the thing, though. Here's Giannis the thing, though. Here's, is legitimately a top five wait, player. Here's the here's the thing, though. Yeah, he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Uh, y'all keep, y'all, we can't base a player status strictly off of their playoff performances. No, 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 more no, that no. To a player status. That's real. That's real. But can we be real? We're really judging. Real we're really, people. we're really like, like um, putting Paul George on a high pedestal based off of things that he did in 2014. Well, I mean, no, no I can go off of something that he did in 2018, 2019, where he was oh, there, so you, he was in the MVP race and defensive. Oh, right, right, right. The and then what time. happened in the fir- and then what happened in the first round of the playoffs? So you can't put oh, that okay. all on him. He had Russell Westbrook playing aside him too. He gets part of the blame. But also. he couldn't get that. But he's playoff P. Playoff P couldn't get me a game. Playoff. But playoff. Play, he averaged the same amount of things. You know, he averaged the same stats to the playoffs. Sounds a lot like somebody I used to. Sound familiar. It sound really familiar to somebody. Yeah. Who are you talking about, Chris? Wait, wait. Who are you talking about, Chris? Like, you can say anything you want about, like, for instance, the names that we right now because in the playoffs. But last time I checked, from about 2000 to 2008, an easy top 20 player was Tracy McGrady, right? That's fair. Definitely. Yeah, you right. Did you don't know he never made out the first round of the playoffs, though? Yeah. Thank you. Yep. But he was still top 20. He was still top 20 years there. Tracy was, McGrady's there was, there was talent with, was. What was you about to say about Tracy? Tracy McGrady's talent was there, yes, but he was never. Tracy, but he, he was, was never. Wait, wait, what? Like, wait, he I was, said, was never, he was never top twenty. Well, I don't know. Tracy McGrady was Bro, at a there. point. At a point, he was like damn near top five. And you, there was actually legitimate debate who was the better shooting guard between from that old the two thousand to 04 stretch between Kobe and T Mac. And Kobe's main leverage was because he had three championships under his boat. And T Mac got out of the first round. 
I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know Tracy McGrady's stats off the top of my head, but you're are you trying to tell me that I'm Tracy McGrady's that was Tracy McGrady's stats on the same level as Paul George when he came playoff time, or was he putting up numbers they just weren't winning games? Oh, he, he was choking. Oh, he was choking. He was oh, he was choking. He blew a three-one lead too. <laughs> With the same club, and I'm a teammate, but he was choking. Okay, he blew a three-one lead. I remember that series. He won a three. What he blew a three-one lead against a team that was the number one team in the East. But he blew a three-one lead against a team that was superstar. I guess the Pistons blew a three-one lead. The Pistons that won it. You talking about the championship Pistons? You talking about the the championship Pistons? Wallace. I'm talking about the team he was up three-one on. Wait, say it again. I'm talking about the team he was up 3-1 on, no matter who it is. They didn't have a superstar on that team. That wasn't there they won a championship. So what excuse is there to lose? What year was that? Hold on. What was that? 2003. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Rasheed Wallace was not on the Pistons yet, and he wasn't even a superstar when he came to Detroit. And he lost, and he was up 3-1 and lost. But they were the number one seed. Okay. Craig, in 2000, right. he averaged 25.6. 2001 was 32.1. The next season was a little bit downgrade, 28 points per game. And 04 was 25.7. And it wasn't even efficient. So, hold on. This so, y'all trying... percentages was literally 450. So, so what I'm hearing... 2000 was 457. Come on, man. T-Mag was an okay. absolute animal. I'm not... Okay. So, listen. This conversation about Paul George. Are you trying to put Paul George on the same pedestal with T-Mag? Is that what I'm here right no, now? No, 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 no. Here's here's no. why I made a teammate statement. Because you said Paul George was top 20 because of what he did in the playoffs. But teammate didn't do it in the playoffs too. But he's still considered arguably the best shooting guard of his generation. Do you think Paul George is that same level of this generation? He is top 20 easily. No doubt. And he's, he's up there because he gets it, he got it done on both sides of the floor. We couldn't really say that about teammate. Oh, wait. And so where do y'all put Paul George in that 20? Is he, like, number 19? Oh is he gosh. 17? If uh, Paul George be... is top 20, if Paul George is top 20, he has to be 19, 20. I'm sorry. Okay. I have tripping, to be late. Bro, you're Can tripping. I ask you a I'm question? Tripping. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead, Mario. Yes. yes. You, um, okay, so Paul George doesn't have an MVP, and he doesn't show up in the playoffs. But Giannis, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden have an MVP, and they don't show up in the playoffs. Ooh, is that, but we're is saying, that, hold on, but at least, at least these teams can get you out the first round. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Paul like, George it, has it, made it out the first he's round. He's been out of the first it, round the last though, by himself, he, too. The last, the last time he made Eastern it out Conference the first – The last time he made it out the first round in the Eastern Conference, it was 20 – The last 20, time he was in the East. No, you're talking about the last time he was in the East. He made it out that's last year. Well, no, we he made it out last year. With Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard made it out. He didn't even show up in the He made it out. Did he show up in the series? Did he show up in that series? Did he show up in that series? What series? Did he show up in that series? Huh? Did he show up in the Nuggets series? No. Did he show up in the Mavs series? They talking about he made it out the first round. In the first round. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Because he had a team that could get him out the first round. But when he could have had to be a pseudo star for that team to win, there are series where Paul George doesn't like. There are unbelievably like there are odds stocked against him, but like in certain series, but he can at least get you a game. I can remember he got swept in the first round against the Cavs. In in situations where he had the opportunity to win the game, it was a it was a, a game against the Cavs. It was game three. He was up by thirty at halftime and he lost, and he got swept in that series. I remember you, that. You, of course, we don't remember that because it's Paul George. Everybody no, I said I, I said I do remember that. I said I do remember that. 
Oh, okay, okay. Just making sure. I was about to say, we're going to don't, don't sweep that under the rug. You feel what I'm saying? Because Paul George is a great dude. Don't get me wrong, but there are moments where he, the brother had a commercial where he drank some Gatorade and said ball game and hit a game winning shot in the commercial, but never had a game winning shot in actual real life at that point. What? Come on, son. Yo, don't don't get yo. <laughs> my blood pressure is on seventy. I just right want to know twenty people better. I just want to know the. 20 I really do. And yeah, really not, not, it's I don't it's got a list. I'm not ready. Got to give you a list at this it's point, Greg. Really not fifteen, but it's not fifteen right. people better than him, honestly. Oh, thank yeah. you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's really not. It's really hey, not. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you if. I'm just being. Cause you gotta look okay. at it this way. We got we're going off a of skill set, yo. We got we can't go off of just straight like achievements. Accomplishments and achievements do play a point, but skill set. I mean, of course, how you gonna get those accomplishments and achievements without the skill set? The skill set's got to be factored in every single thing when you judge a player individually. Whether it's that, we're talking about players power for pound, and it's already known. Like it's it's well known. Paul George is up there when you're talking about the best two way players, maybe of all time. And but if you it's in just, the league right now. Right, if you want to be technical and label him just strictly as a three, because he can bring up the ball, he can play from the one, two, and the three. I want to say the but one. There, right. But there's no. Right. He me, played the two when he first came to Indiana. He played the two because of Danny Granger. Right, so right, he's right. Right, right, right. So Paul, like, and then at the same time too, when you if you want to label him strictly as a three, like he's got to be your top five three. I can't hear y'all. All fours. Can you hear me? I hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yo, can you hear us? Yeah, I hear you. Hear okay. Me? So what I was saying is, if you could, if you want to strictly put Paul George Hello? as a three, you could just put him. He's got to be in your top five as a three. Listen, yeah, I'm gonna give you the list right now. Okay. Top twenty players in the NBA. All right. All right. I'm gonna go based off of like other lists that I'm finding right now because I can't. I'm. It's not like I'm gonna remember all this all the time in my head, but. All right, can, it goes without saying, LeBron James better than him. Okay, all right, we don't gotta say the obvious. Come on, LeBron okay. number one, number two. Lebr- Yo, just okay. go small forward. Just go, just go top small forwards. No, forget that. I'm gonna go I, straight no, off. No, of, go ahead, Greg. We talking go, about go, top go. players in the NBA. That go does ahead, not Greg. necessarily mean that. Okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, Greg. Right. So you got one. Well, number one, LeBron. Who number two? Come I'm, on. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go random. These are not in order at all. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, James Harden, Anthony Davis. I'm gonna go Joel Embiid. I'm gonna take uh, Nico. Le- I'm gonna take Nico. You're not gonna go Joel Embiid over over uh over keep Paul George. You go, keep going, keep going, keep going. All right. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Nikola Jokic. Okay. And keep going. Right. That's good. I'm gonna take Luca. Okay. Damian Lillard. Okay. Honestly, at this point, I'm gonna be real with you. Based on what I'm saying, I could take Pascal. Drunk. There's a no. Can we cut it? No, he just folded. Okay, in fairness, this is his third year, and that was his first time leading a franchise. It don't matter. He got paid. He got paid. He got paid. He got paid. That's my hinge. Let me keep going. Let me keep, keep going. going. That's my hinge. Keep going. Keep going. Right, fine. Keep going. Y'all ready to murder me. All right, cool. Uh Jason Tatum. Uh 
That's the bedroom right there too. Talking. Nah, yeah. That's the bedroom. Come on now, Russell Russell Westbrook. No, no. Listen, keep going. Keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bradley Beal. I'm done. Wow. No. No. Wait. Keep going. Keep going. No. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Ben Simmons. Yeah. What number? What number are we at now? What number are we at? What number was we at? Bro, stop the list, bro. Just stop, bro. LeBron, Greek huh? Free, James Harden. I didn't even mention KD. Yeah, I don't even want you to nor, mention anybody else that you said. Nor Bradley did I mention Kyrie. Yo, my boy. You said, said, Kyrie, you said Bradley and Ben Simmons. Stop. Ben Simmons and Pascal, bro. Bro, you said Bradley Bill too. Stop it. Yeah. Let me guess. That's Tobias Harris. Christophe. Is Tobias Harris better than Paul George? But Greg, Greg, can I say something? Can I say something, Greg? I didn't even mention Damian Lillard. I don't think so. You did. Yeah, you did. did. Dame is better than him. Yep. Can I say something, Greg? Can I say something? Jimmy Butler? Wait, wait, wait. Jimmy Butler? Uh, You're just talking. I'm talking because I said Jimmy Butler? You just said Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is... Yo, come on, son. Don't do that. Better than Paul George? Yes. He's not not better than Paul George. I'm putting Yo, Jimmy, but he's not better than Paul George. I'm putting Jimmy Buckets over Paul George any day. And that's why your team will lose, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yo, why your team will lose. That's crazy. Paul George won't get me out the first round. Are you crazy? Yo, come on, bro. Paul George will be a superstar. Wait, Greg, can I say something to you? Yeah, Greg, talk, really talk to me, brother. Talk to me, talk to me, brother. Because I really want you to think about this, right? <laughs> I'm thinking. No. When we when we see James Harden and Giannis like not show up, right? It's because they can't do what they normally do, like on a nightly basis in a in a regular season, eighty two game uh, season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing teams in a seven game series, they are they like they already have a game plan for you to stop you. When Paul George is just like when he when he doesn't show up, there isn't no game plan for that. He just he just does it to himself. He just he misses. He's he's just he just not he can't hit. But when we see Giannis and James Harden not show up, it's because the system that people have they can play it against them and it's easy to stop them. That's why the Thunder win seven games, and that's why and 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 that's why the Bucks lost uh, to the Heat is because that's when crazy. players have a when players are one dimensional, it's easier to slow them down. And like I said, they don't normally do that with Paul George. He just has an off game and he does it to himself. You spot on with that one. I didn't. Right. Yeah. So, so how can you, you put Harden and Giannis over? I, I just don't understand. Mm. I'm putting. I'm putting because at the end of the day, it don't has to come MVP. down. Don't say the two-time MVP because they I'm got not a lot of say players. That. Damn, brother, can I listen? No, I wasn't gonna say any of that. I'm just gonna say at the end of the day, we're. To, I'm looking at from a frequency perspective and the way that you take in the way that you. Listen, I'm, t- I'm looking at the totality at the end of the day. Like, when it comes to Paul George uh, specifically, like, I would never deny the talent the man has. But I think with much is given, much is expected. And I think at the end of the day, when he he shows up at a frequency, like, James Harden doesn't show up. I get it. Some, like, But he could at least get you a series. He can at least show up for a series. Can we not Can we not accept that? Like, he'll take you to – he'll it, it, take it you – look like it. What series did he show up in last year? <laughs> Okay, last okay, so we're going off of last year. So are we going off? I just of you didn't answer last my year. Or we're going off of totality. You didn't answer because... my question at all. You didn't answer the <laughs> because... question at all. I said, what series did he show up in last year? In Ooh. fairness, he had two series. Okay, the first was against the Thunder. You still and the didn't second... answer it. <laughs> okay, so I'm saying th- last year wasn't the best indication. That's true of James Harden, right? Last just last year, 
But if you, I noticed how you didn't go anywhere past that. Because if we want to look at yeah, Paul Chris George, Paul, them others, whoa, whoa, what you mean? Because I'm okay. He had Chris Paul, who was 34 and 35, right? And, and don't get me wrong, Paul George was winning games. He was winning games. He was winning games. He was winning, he was winning games. games. He was winning so okay, so let me get this straight. Hold on, let, let me get this. Let, let, let's back up for a second. Let's back up for a second. Let's look at James Harden, right? He 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 didn't necessarily show up in the the games against um the Thunder last year. And don't get me started on that Lakers series. Lakers series horrible. Fine, right? The year before that, I I can't remember when did they finish. They finished. Uh, I forget who they played in the first round, but they James Harden was magnificent in that first round series. And I think he wasn't able to get beat the OKC Thunder. I mean, he wasn't able to beat the, the Warriors in the second round when KD went down. That's fine. All right? James Harden can't at least – my theory is James Harden can't at least get you a series. I don't think I can, I can have that with Paul George. Paul George will just tell you that he'll just show up and be like, yeah, uh, like we can do this. And then he'll backtrack on his statements. But you're giving afterwards. Giannis and Harden credit for first round Ws. Come on now. It's the but, when first the brother's not, but if the brother's not even giving you first round Ws, what are we talking about? I mean, listen, man. Like, like I said, what? teammate. If like, you get Paul, yeah, Westbrook. James Harden had Chris Paul. Wait, so, hold up. I, I don't diminish Chris Paul because he was still efficient. He's still efficient even now. So, so let me get this straight. Hold on. Hold on. Can I? No, can I ask you a question real quick? Go ahead, brother. This is something different. You put Bradley mm-hmm. Bill over him. But what was the last time Bradley Bill was even in the playoffs? Since yeah, we're just how could you that put up. Bradley Bill over Paul George? That's one. And don't, and don't say it's because he averaged 30 last year. That's absolutely unacceptable. That might okay. be the most unacceptable person on that list, besides Pascal Siakam. That, that's kind of debatable at this point. I mean, and Ben Summer. Right. I don't even know that. I don't even know if Ben scored 20 this season. No, come on, bro. Ben Simmons is a true talent. There, he's the heir apparent. He's a true talent, season. but he's not top 20 right now. And he's now over I disagree. Bridge. I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not going to say Ben Simmons better than Paul George. Like I said, I don't even think Ben had a 20-point mm-hmm. game this season. Not yet. It's only been a couple yeah. games, but... Exactly. But he's a top he's 20 too player. Busy. He's too busy becoming the defensive player of the year. Okay, Top 10 player can't even get 20 points. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. I got something else to say. Because he keeps talking about Paul just not getting the first round. Again, I'm going to bring it up. Tristan McGrady wasn't getting out the first round, but he was still considered one of the greatest shooting guards of his generation. Okay. So what does that mean? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm in my personal list. I'm gonna hold that back against him. But you, in but my I, personal list, I just can't get over the Bradley Bill one. Can you just please explain that to me? I don't understand how Bradley Bill is over Paul George. Uh, you, you can't diminish Bradley Bill like that, even though he hasn't made it to the playoffs. But he, you don't have like, nothing around. Like him. I think people keep forget. Like I don't think people realize how good Bradley Bill is. At the I, end of I'm the not day. Deep, no, listen. So, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because Paul George is so good, if you put take Paul Bradley Beal out and you put in Paul George, are they? Are, is that team making playoffs? Well, I mean, considering what he did with the Pacers in the Eastern Conference, I mean, you could go off that and say, oh. "Why are we acting like the Pacers were hot garbage and Paul George?" No, that, that Pacers team was kind of lit. Then, that Pacers they were, they were team was lit, than, bro. They were better than what the, what what was shown on paper. That, that, like I don't. Like I'm like you, you. That's not fair. Like I'm, y'all be like y'all. Listen, y'all were talking about Bradley Beal. Like Bradley Beal. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say y'all. Don't say y'all. Here's why I got Paul. Paul George can do it on both ends. Bradley Beal can't. So don't say y'all. I'm a Bradley Beal fan. You but keep he can't saying play that. Hold on. You keep saying that Paul Bradley Beal can't play defense because he plays on the Wizards and the Wizards gave up a lot of points last year. Well, no, we're just talking about him. No, I said he can't play defense. Individual, huh? Individual. Him, Bradley Beal. Is that a proven fact? 
that he can't play defense? Yes. yes. But can he drop third in everybody? Absolutely. That's cool. So can that's Paul cap. George. But doesn't lock you up. Cap. I think that's cap. That's I, I think that's cap. I think that's cap. I'm sorry. Well, can you tell I, me what Bradley Bill does better than Paul George? At least three things. Can you tell me what three things he does better than Paul George? I don't know one for sure, and that's shooting. He's a better that's he's cool. a better scorer than Paul George. All, I feel like all around. Mm. That's debatable, yeah. but that's but I but like I said, he can score, but he doesn't play defense. <sighs> and that, that's Brady. what elevates Paul George: the fact that he gets it done on both ends of the floor, exactly like at elite level. That's why I say he's not. You talking about the brother that gave a fifty at halftime? That that brother? Okay. Did he give a fifty or was it? Was did, he give That's not all on him. did he give a? Did, did Paul George give a fifty? The entire team shot that game, and, uh-huh. and I'm not making no excuses. I'm not making no excuses. He needs so, to step up the game saying, like that. I'm saying, don't act like he did not contribute to that. And he's a superstar player. He gave you fifteen points, so please, I don't want to hear it. She went all bro, six from the same, three. Bro, please, the same thing. But listen, man, the same thing saying Paul George could have been said about Tracy McGrady, but but it's apparently Tracy, Tracy McGrady's McGrady, a Tracy McGrady's not giving up fifty at halftime. Not down by fifty. Bro, at but Tracy McGrady didn't make up the first round, and it's only one game at the end of the day. It's still one game. And, and, and in fairness, Paul George had a six-year stretch where he wasn't getting out the first round. And then like, next time he made out the first round, he had somebody named Kawhi Leonard on his team. Please. Okay. And when Tristan McGrady got the first round. Okay. And Tristan McGrady had – and the last time Tristan McGrady made out the first round, he's on Spurs. Instead of winning a chip. So what are you talking about? Huh? What are you talking about? Last time Kawhi Leonard made out the first round? No. The last time Tristan McGrady made the first round, he was on Spurs on the bench warmer. Didn't even win a chip. So what are you talking about? Again, you keep talking about Tracy McGrady. Bro, no, no, no. No, no, no. You keep talking about – you. all you can bring about Paul George is this 150-point game and the fact he can't get in the first round. But so, Tracy McGrady okay, would do the same oh, stuff, basically. Oh, 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 you want history? Oh, you want history? You want me to go further back than just this past, just this past 50-point game? Let's go back I, to – Listen, man. I, listen, listen. I've been talking for teammate. He he could get in the first round. He's still my favorite player from that generation. What are you talking about? Listen. All I'm saying is, listen, I'm not trying to discredit T-Mac. I, to be honest, I don't know enough about T-Mac to, to, to go into, like, his well, history see, well, that like kind of explains the ignorant comments, but, you know, if you don't know that much about him, because... Listen, was, everything like, Paul just went through, T-Mac went through the same thing, but he's still but putting know, numbers in the regular season. But I know for a fact... Back in the playoffs. I know for a fact for Paul George, right? If we look at his history, some of his losses are so inexcusable. Like, explain to me how he lost to Donovan Mitchell... In his rookie season, in that first round series, explain that series. Yeah, you told Jay. Same reason Tristan McGrady lost to a superstar. Bad coach. Now he's bad coach. The same coach that just took them to the Thunder to a first round series, a seven game series against the Thunder when they didn't even expect to make it. No one was expecting that Thunder team to make it to the playoffs that year. Now he's bad coaching. He had Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and everybody sleeping on. I'm not going to say Melo was going to go out there and be like the perfect third option. But if they would have had him before, like right before training camp started, like when they traded for him, they, that chemistry would have been a lot better. But he should have got a lot more use out of them. He didn't use okay, them correctly. So, so explain to me how they lost in five games the next wait, year to the trail. Wait, wait, wait. Let me come back in on that. So if that's okay, explain how Tracy McGrady blew through only to the Pistons. Bro, I don't know that series off the top of my mind. If you want me, okay. if you want to or, go, no, 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 scratch that. No, 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 sorry, scratch that. How we, how we lose to Dirk when he had Yao Ming on the team, though, in the first round? Ah, well, let's was talk tough. about that. That was tough. That's tough. I'm sorry. Tough. Like, I don't, like I said, if you want if you want to go off of the angle of, I'm at the point now where, like, I, I don't have really have a rebuttal for that. So if you want to go off of Paul George is pseudo facto top 20 because, Tracy Shoot McGrady on. is top twenty all, all of a generation. Fine, I can't argue because with the, that. That's fine. the reason. Because the, the reason you're saying Paul George is top twenty though, is the same stuff that 
Paul, that Tracy McGrady went through. The point but he was still considered, are, but he was still considered the best, arguably the best shooting guard when he was playing. That's what I'm saying. What, but I'm what's just the saying, point I don't. Saying? So, I, I, but are you so are you saying that Paul George is like similar to Paul uh, Tracy McGrady in the fact that he is top shooting guard in this league? I'm saying no. Here's where I said similarity lies. They're both top twenty. No. At their, at their okay. best, they're both 20 hands down, no matter okay, what fine, they do in the playoffs. Fine. But I'm of the firm belief, I'm of the firm belief that Tracy McGrady, when we say top five to top 20 for Tracy McGrady, you can make the argument Tracy McGrady was top five. Right. When you say Paul George is top 20, I'm I'm looking at Paul George being in between 15 to 20. Okay, that's fine. At least you have him. I, I'll, ta- I'll take that's that. Fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. But okay. know that, like, know that like if I have to find 15 to 20, I could I could give an assessment of Paul George where he could be 21 instead of 15 through 20. No, see, we was just on the same page. All right. No, no, no. I'm going to give him 15 to 20. But no, like, if I really wanted to, I could really – I could find five other people that I could put Well, you in know what? Then we're going to like – Well, we're going to definitely – Listen, we're going to – I can We'll definitely got to go back to that on another episode because – you gotta definitely make make your points back. But so far, uh, you know, it was just you know Dallas Mavericks. They're a pretty tough team, so they expected to all make it to the playoff and contend. So, but it was just really surprising they lost by fifty. But we're gonna move on to the next topic. We're gonna go to the East side. We're gonna go to the Bucks. They hit an NBA record twenty nine threes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you guys. Do you guys think the Greek Freak finally has some help and he could finally make that that final push to get to where he needs to go? That's ultimately winning the championship. Can I can I start on this one? Go ahead, Chris. Because I feel like this is being blown proportion again. So, just like with the last segment, it's one game. Just because they were on fire doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a damn thing to be honest with you. Because what happened the next time they played Heat, they lost. It's one game. He he has a he has a championship contending team. They just hit they just hit a lot of threes that night. That's all. That's really it. It's just one game. I, I agree with you, Chris, but, like, one of the main things that, like, stood out to me was the fact that Giannis really wasn't present in their scoring whatsoever. He was the only player not that night not to hit a three. He only had, like, nine points and uh, six boards, but he also had six dimes. And it, was show, it showed that, like, he was capable um, of getting his teammates involved when he knows it's not his night scoring-wise. So that's what I like seeing out of that victory. Even though they lost to the Heat, um, they lost to the Heat after that game, the same team that they, they pulled the record against. But um, he the, he picked it back up that night after. He had, like, 26 points. So it shows that even, like, on Kawhi's off nights, he does have, like, more help than he had in the past to kind of make up for it and to kind of make up yeah. for his weaknesses. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, you got to look at it. You got Chris. Uh, so, so Chris Middleton, he had four threes. You had Drew Holiday. He made six threes. Dante, the bench, like, he hit five, five threes. I mean – I mean, those guys are definitely going to be the key players for them if they even got, you know, three-point-wise. That's the really the, the three-point shooters, but it could be just for that particular night. Chris Middleton, he's definitely the guy you want to look to for the three. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Like like Chris said, and we can also refer to the to the Clippers and the Mavs, it's one game. It's so early in the season. Let's see if they can do that throughout the season. That's why I'm not going to put too much stock on it particularly. I mean, what's your thought on that, Elijah? Say it again, Carl. I mean, I mean, what's your thought on the on the Bucks saying twenty nine threes against the Heat? You think you think like they they taking that final step to go to the finals? 
you can't base that off of one game. Oh no! Because I in one game they 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 they've also fell off. So it's just so you basically have to grade it off more at their long term success in a regular season. But at the same time, you also can't do that because they show up every year in a regular season. So and really, it all falls down to what happens in the playoffs, in my opinion. So it goes back to it goes back to the playoffs. It's gonna be it's gonna be the ultimate deciding factor. So we we're gonna talk about the losers and winners and the Phoenix and Golden State Warriors trade. Uh, OKC uh, is also involved in the trade, but they're kind of separate from it. So the OKC gets Ty Jerome and a couple of draft picks. Golden State get, gets Kelly Oubre, and uh, the Phoenix Suns get Chris Paul. So you know, I mean, who do you guys who do you guys think is the biggest winners? In that, in that trade, and who's the biggest loser in that trade? I mean, I, I'm going to go off with uh, Mar, if you want to go off with that one, Mar. Um, when I first saw the trade, um, people were telling me they liked what the Suns got, but they were giving up too much by giving up Kelly Uber. I thought the Suns won the trade initially because getting Chris Paul and seeing he still has something to uh, offer to a team is just with, with Devin Booker. It was it was just like an instant instant connection for me, so I'm still gonna say that the Suns. Um, if you talk in future wise, I um I guess I could see why people would say Kelly Uber, but I I I still like the Chris Paul trade. Even Chris Paul playing at least two seasons, I felt like I felt I felt like he'll have that roster ready for when like he leaves. So they um they already have a a bigger push, and Kelly Oubre is not going to affect his team like Chris Paul in any way. Okay, I, that's real valid. I mean, I mean, Greg. So what do you think? Who's your who's your biggest winner in that trade and the biggest loser in that trade? In your opinion? Uh, I think it's I think it's the 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 Suns. Um, the Suns. Um. Yeah, I think the Suns have like a a a, a veteran leader and. And, and Chris Paul, even though he's like 36 and he's getting older, I think it's a good – he's a good yang to the yang of um, Devin Booker. And he can, like, show that young team, like, the ropes of, like, you know, how to, like, be a professional. And he can still get up his own shot when needed. I think Chris Paul sealed the game yesterday. I forget who they were playing, but he sealed the game yesterday. They were up two, and he just kind of, like, walked the defender down and took, like, a, a elbow jumper. Um and like you know, that's the type of veteran leadership they put, they haven't had in the past. Um, like I'm thinking about DeAndre eight and two and stuff like that, and Cam Johnson, like all that. They can learn so much from his leadership. So uh, yeah, like I, I think it, it has to be the has to be the Suns because I think with Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre trade really only took effect to be a bridge between uh, for the for the Golden State Warriors until um, Clay Thompson comes back, really. And I just I think. Kelly Oubre's role better suits him on the on the Warriors team coming off the bench than being like uh, starting being in that starting position. I'm saying once Clay gets back, I'm not saying like right now. I think they need him on the offensive side, but I think once Clay comes back, he's better suited coming off the bench because he's more of like a spark player. But he doesn't really shoot. He hasn't really been shooting well from the three this year, which is what Golden State really looks for when they start a unit. Oh, that's definitely sound, definitely solid too. I mean. Honestly, I thought the Suns were, you know, they're giving up a lot of young, young seeds, you know, that could have been some stable foundation for the Suns in the future. But at the end of the day, Chris Paul is still effective. He's still one of the best point guards in the league. He's definitely a point guard you would want on your team. 
you know, short term, uh, we'll see how far we can only decide short term, just seeing how far the Suns go, you know, making the playoffs and how well they do in the playoffs. But uh, long term, uh, I give it to the Warriors. Short term, I give it to the Suns. I mean, I think it was, it was a pretty sound. Uh, OKC got tired of him. He's a young prospect himself, a young developer point guard. Uh, he might finally get his chance to show. You know, he playing behind Shea Gillis Alexander, but he'll definitely get his time. Uh, we'll move to the next question. We're gonna talk about so the Grizzlies, man. The Grizzlies lost job. It's a question yet. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I ain't through it. Yeah, you. bro. It was like it was like three of us left. Oh man, that's crazy, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. What's your what's your thoughts on that? I was about to say honestly, I feel like this is a win. win. Everybody wanted in this trade for different reasons. Um, I think. I'll start, I'll start with Phoenix first. Phoenix, they got a leader finally, and they need somebody to groom Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. I'm looking past, like, I'm looking, because I think Chris Paul's going to be done in a couple of years, so I'm just looking past that. He's going to he's gonna help them mature and everything. So I think that's what he's going to He's going to give them that leadership and help everybody mature on that team. Um, Golden State one, because I really like Kelly Oubre, and he'll fit very well. He would fit very well with that team. I, he can either be the sixth man or he can start small forward once Clay Thompson comes back healthy. Because without the, without Clay Thompson, they they ain't doing nothing. I really do like the Thunder though, and I mean I don't think people think they're worse because they blow up everything, but it was time to blow up everything. But at the same time, they have a lot of picks they can use, and they can basically just almost, almost kind of like what Philly did with the trust the process, the tank and everything. But they didn't really necessarily tank for season. They just got to they just trade everybody and got a bunch of draft picks in return so they can de- they can they can do something in okc if they, as long as they draft right so i think everybody wanted that deal yeah i agree with chris um with okc i feel like they have the chance to do kind of what boston did after they lost their big three to the brooklyn nets in 2014 and they just stocked up on draft picks and then just groomed the young players and before you knew it they were in contentions again so yeah I, I like the thunder doing that especially with uh like we mentioned multiple times the uh, the deep draft coming in next year um, with the Suns, I love the fact that Chris Paul is there. Um, with the young guys like DeAndre and Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, who was a lottery pick a few years ago, um, other young guys like Jalen Smith and uh, Cam Johnson, because he really gives them the tools and some of and like everybody mentioned that veteran leadership, so that like when he's gone, like that team will be ready, like they'll be ready to contend in the West because Chris Paul has years and years and years of experience under his belt and years of accomplishments, and he's easily been one of the best point guards of our generation. So, uh, yeah, I think they're definitely the winners. And I see so far the Wizards, I mean, excuse me, the uh, the Warriors as the losers because Kelly Oubre just doesn't seem to be, like, meshing in right now. Like, he he missed, like, his first 17 threes or something like that um, in his first three games. And uh, he just, from an offensive standpoint, he really just seemed – he wasn't able to score himself or, like, off of other people. So, hopefully having Draymond back gives him another playmaker around him, like, to – uh for like cuts and backdoor lives in which he really excels that he I don't really see him as a spot up shooter, which they're, they're trying to make him the big. No, I just definitely saying, I mean, I mean, Lige, I mean, what's your thoughts on that trade? I feel as though as of right now, Kelly Oubre is the biggest L for the Warriors, strictly because he isn't producing what I thought. I he, he I thought the move they made was perfect to kind of cover up the, the kind of like unfortunate event of Clay Thompson being injured and out for the season. But as of right now, the way the team is performing, it isn't looking great. Strictly, not strictly because of him, but he definitely is playing a big part. 
And for the Suns, I feel as though Chris Paul, he was always one of my favorite point guards from me starting watching basketball. So I feel as though with him being with Devin Booker, a young assassin, uh, he, I feel like he's a superstar in the come up. So I feel like he's perfect for him. And for the future, the Thunder have definitely made a big move. I kind of low-key made themselves in good good position for the next at least five, ten years, honestly. Oh, definitely, man. So, like I said, that's pretty sound. We can't. I can't wait to see what the Suns do in the playoffs, man. I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs. Everyone here thinks they'll make the playoffs, right? Or you kind of hesitant on that? They'll make it. It's looking like it right now. It's early, but they number one in the conference. They're five and one right now. We talking about the Suns? Yeah, you think they'll make the playoffs? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, when I came into the season, even before everything, I, I thought that they had the chance to be as high as a six seed, but now I think they could even be like a fifth seed. All right, all right, that's pretty solid. All right, it's pretty solid. All right, we go on to the next topic. We're going to kind of stay in the woods in this one. I mean – what about the Grizzlies? They lost both of their top end players on the team, John Moran and Darren Bobo. Uh, so, I mean, the Grizzlies overall as a team, it's, it was coming into the season, this one of the most, the youngest up, up and coming teams had a lot of potential, had a lot of potential to make it to the playoffs and make some noise possibly. Uh, so, the Grizzlies lose their top, to, uh, their top two young stars on the team. I mean, what other young teams do you see up and coming, you know, as young as the Grizzlies, but all the potential to make? Some noise and whether it's making to the playoffs in their long term prospect two, three years down the road. I mean, I'm, I'm swinging off to Chris. We'll see what Chris thinks. Uh, okay, I got two young teams. Um, our first one is I think the Pelicans. I think that they just need to grow, they just need everybody just to grow and stay healthy and keep playing. So, but they, I just got the star player. They got to, if he's as long as he stays healthy, Zion Williams is going to be the co star. Ingram's a star, and they have some nice pieces around them. Hopefully, they can bring Lonzo back, keep that core together. But they're looking like a team when they come up. Uh, another, t- but the team I really like, the young team that I'm really liking is uh, Atlanta, especially from their offseason and what they did last year when they got Clint Capella, even though they didn't play. But he fits in the type of he fits that pick and roll game that Trey Young likes to play. I'm a big fan of John Collins, and. Hopefully he'll get more recognition this year because I've been a, I've been a fan of his since he was at Wake Forest. I'm I'm a big fan of his. They got good wing players, and and they finally added some veterans to the team, which they really needed. So that's a team that I'm really scared for. Like once they just get, build that chemistry up in the East, even though Brooklyn and Philly and Boston they're just but watch out for Atlanta because they're not, not that far behind. Uh, they're absolutely not that far behind. I think we always kind of agree on that one. Kyrie, what's your take on on, on that particular topic, man? I mean, get give me some thoughts. Um, so for starters, it really sucks uh, to see both Jan Jackson and John Moran out for the Grizzlies. Those are two of my favorite young players, and I always loved the Grizzlies ever since the Grand and Grind days. And uh, at least me, I feel like a lot of us were expecting them to contend this contend this year. So I might have to go ahead and agree with Chris as my team, like to kind of uh, come in and take that top as take that spot as like top young contender because you got guys like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and um and Zion Williamson all coming together and finding their chemistry and they're winning big games and they're all playing great team basketball. So uh yeah I'm really ha- I'm really happy with what I'm seeing from the Pelicans right now. And also I'm been looking out for the Timberwolves also, even though Carl Anthony Towns injured right now. I like from what I've seen from them before his injury. It was only about two games. But I feel like that team is deep enough, and they're they're young and hungry enough 
to kind of make a surge and uh, maybe push for like that play-in spot in the uh, in the West. No, definitely. And I uh, I was actually looking for someone to say the uh, the Timberwolves because you know you got Cat one of the top five centers in the league. Anthony you know? Edwards is playing pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, as a number one pick, you know, uh, it, uh, everyone was a little bit worried on whether you know mm-hmm. you got two upcoming stars like D'Angelo Russell and Cat, you know, and you know how is he going to get his you know his share? It looking like it's, it's pretty good so far, even though Cat is injured. But uh, I was that's the team I was really looking forward to. I mean, w- what about you, Mar? What's your what's your up and coming? Besides the Grizzlies, um, I really i I like Atlanta. Also, I like Atlanta and the Pelicans. Um, I know we weren't going to talk about the Nuggets, but I'm actually shocked by them this season because I didn't know Jeremy Grant played like a huge role. So, for them as a young team, oh. like for them as a young team, I know they're going to get it together because it's still early, but. If they have a drop off, even though Murray and Jokic like are playing well, I feel like they're gonna need another piece. But the Pelicans and the Hawks are my top two, and then um, my third team. Uh, I like the Suns. I do. I, I like the Suns. I, I'm a fan of Devin Booker. I like. I just like Devin Booker. Oh and man, I love Devin Booker, man. He, so, so I feel like. I feel like they're 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 um gonna be on my third team on the list. All right, that's sound. That's sound. I mean, Greg, what's your uh, who 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 are the few up and coming young teams you think is on the rise? I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't know if I can describe them as young. Could do y'all consider the Magic a young team? Aaron, how, Aaron Gordon is twenty six, twenty five. Markel's got to be twenty two. Yeah, the Magic are definitely young. They still yeah, have Jonathan Isaac because really they all they all been drafted within the 2010s between no less than 2013. Cause, yeah, because I think they have a balanced roster between old and young. Because then you gotta balance it out with Evan Fournier and um the boy uh yo um no uh Vucevic. yeah Vucevic. yeah so uh, I, 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 yeah I don't know if they're like relatively young but that's a team I'm I think it could be like dangerous. I think they're young in terms of like their past experiences. Like I know they made the playoffs over the seventh seed last year and they won the first game against the um won the first the fir- their first game against the, the, the Bucks last year. But I think they could make a huge bump. They could take a huge bump in the conference this year, moving from like seven to like four or five, uh or or maybe even third seed. I think Markel's development um it's something that like really scared me when they traded away, when the Sixers traded him away to the Magic. And I think based seeing his performances, his first first five games, he seemed like he's transcending, um, like his, all his all, all all his overall overall game uh, has tra- has transcended. He looks really good, and I think he uh, balances out that offense together. And I think this team only goes as far as Markel's development takes him. And I, for so far this season, I think he he's done pretty well because I think they're like four and one in the conference, and they have some quality wins. Yeah, definitely. Markel is, is definitely the most critical uh, for the Magic team because you know him being the number one pick, and everyone kind of labeled him as a bust after his first two years. I mean, did, did anyone else see Markel Markel Fultz as a bust? Yeah, of course we did at one point, especially being a Philly where the spotlight was so big on him, and he was the number one pick. Um, when all the like all the difficulties that came with him being the number one pick, as like as far as off the court going and also his shoulder injuries, 
or reports of his shoulder injuries. Yeah, I feel like everybody's seen him, or me personally seen him as a bust at one point. Right, right, right. Sound pretty sound. I mean, the Magic is definitely one of the team. I mean, Elijah, what 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 was your take on that? It's for uh, Marco. No, no, basically uh, uh, about what's your new up-and-coming team besides, the, uh, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, the Pelicans. What what up-and-coming teams you thought of is on the rise? Well, you guys already said all the good ones, but uh, I already wanted to press on the Hawks. I already I – t- I told you guys a few episodes ago I had them going, I mean, at least top five in the East at the end of the year. Top five. I, got a, I had a couple of rebuttals, but, I mean, as you can see, they look pretty dangerous. No, they look very dangerous. All right, pretty sound. I mean, obviously, uh, it's a lot of young talent, man, inside of the league. So, I mean, and then uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the Hornets. You think in two years the Hornets will be that team? Or no? Two years, after two years. After two years. (laughs) Yeah, I was – if you had talked to me like three three or four games ago, I was like, you know, the Hornets ain't bad. But (laughs) I I just – I couldn't do it. I just think that they're they're too young and I – you know that that game against the Nets. Those, I think, I don't know if they played back to back, but they played one game against the Nets with Terry Rozier had that dunk. I thought they were pretty competitive, but I mean, it's also like the Nets. Like you know, um, I think they play down and play up to their competition sometimes. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's it, it. I think it was more like more to that extent than I think the Hornets are. Yeah, it's two plus two. They need like four years. But they're not going to do much, Teddy. Wait, where are my fault. I didn't mean to come off. But I was gonna say they're not gonna do much until they uh, stop benching Miles Bridges. Right. They need to stop Miles Bridges. You know he's definitely started quality. Uh. All right. So we go on to the to the final topic for today. Uh. So this is a pretty good one. It's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be real interesting. Here, you guys' thoughts and opinions. I want each and every one of you guys to give me a top five duos inside the the league right now. You know, you can also take in consideration last year because this year is relatively short. So it'll be a combination of what you've seen the first couple of games and the entirety of the 2019 and 2020 season. So I'm going to start off with Kyrie on this one. Give me your top five duels in the league. All right. So a lot of y'all might be mad at this, but I'm going to go ahead, especially because I, I like from what I'm seeing from early on this season. I'm going to go with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown just because their growth and development alongside each other. They were drafted like, what, a year apart? Yeah, yeah. They, it's just been it's just been so constant and consistent, and they they've grown to two really great young players, and they've shown that they're they're capable of playing alongside one another and giving each other the ball. Like when when it's their time to go, like if it's time for Jalen Brown to get his to get his bucket, Jason Tatum has no problem giving him up the ball and let him go like three, four straight possessions and just try to get himself like in the game, and it's vice versa. They're just really unselfish, and I, I love uh, how Brad Stevens is developing them. Yeah, because and that all should be to their personal uh, their growth as well as Brad Stevens as a coach and just the type of culture the Celtics run. Wow, what happened? I just said wow. I was just shocked. Oh, okay. You didn't know Jalen Brown, I, Jason Tatum. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that's a great that's a great uh, pick. I wasn't even thinking of that. Right. So Kyrie, what was your uh what was your number two? Well, that's your number one. So what was your number uh number two? Uh, so number two, well, number four, number four, since we're going, I'm, we're, wait, we're going, uh, from one to five or five to one? One to five. Five to one, because I hope Jalen Brown Tatum made the number yeah, one. Yeah, I, I thought you asked me, I thought you asked me, like, my fifth one, my fuck. Okay, okay, no, okay, so five to one, we'll do a five to one, so number five, yeah. okay. 
Who know who number four? Number four, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jokic and Murray mm. because I love their uh, I love their chemistry. Even though they're not playing great right now, I just love how they play together and how fast they come along. Also, they're going to be really dangerous um in the West. Absolutely, I love that pick. What's your third? Third, uh, they might bump up by the time the season's over. But third, I have KD and Kyrie for now. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Uh, I've, we've all been watching. They've just been tearing the league up so far. Um, they've had a couple. They have had a short skid, but it comes with it. Like they're resting and stuff like that. So you don't expect them to uh, be winning a lot of games back to back. But they're if they're playing, they're going to show up, and they showed us that on multiple occasions. They're both capable of scoring the ball, and their chemistry is a lot better than I thought it would have been. All right, that's pretty sound. That's pretty sound. Uh, what's your number two? Number two, I have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That may also change. Mm, oh, great. Um, depending great. on how the season goes. <laughs> um, that's kind of so that I feel like that pick is kind of self-explanatory just because of the calibers of players they are. They're probably the top two, top three, maybe four two-way players in the league. And they're on the same team together. And I just want to see their chemistry come come along a little bit better. They had some issues last year. And even with some of the other guys around him, you know, Mark uh, Montrez Harrell wasn't quiet about it last year. Um, but that also may have something to do with coaching. We, we don't know. It's still young in the season. And I'm looking um, I'm looking forward to see what else that they have. All right, no, it's pretty sound. Who's your de facto number one? Um, de facto number one in the reigning champs, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right, all right. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm going to swing it up to you. Who's your top five duels in the league, man? So mine is actually pretty similar to Kyrie's. Um, I am changing my fifth one, though. Cause I I like Tatum and Brown, but it's just I don't know. Sometimes Tatum just he, he's sometimes just a little too inconsistent for me. And honestly, this one might shock people, but from what I've seen so far this year, even though they lost most of their games, I'm actually liking Westbrook and Bill together. It's and it's not that their fault they're losing games, which is what I'm finding out. Respect, but they're playing really well. To, but they're playing playing really well together. It's just the the rest of the team around them is just is still just maturing. It's still growing. But they've actually, I've actually been surprised by them. Even with Westbrook getting triple doubles, but Bill's been been the leading scorer for the team. So that's that's my fifth one. Uh, fourth one, I'm gonna go with Jokic and Murray because I feel like like what Kyrie said last year in the playoffs, they showed what they can do together when they're both clicking. Even though they lost. They they improved. That's what you want to see. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George third, and that's solely based off of how they played in the series last year. It's solely based on that. I feel like the I feel like they have a chance to to go up this year, or they can have a chance to go down. Uh, second, I'm going with Kyrie and Katie because yeah we we saw they've done already, and it's only the beginning of the season, and yeah number one is easily LeBron and AD for now, but it could be subject to change. All right, no, it's pretty Sammy Mark. give me your top five duels, man. um number five, I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Ooh, I expect that one. I felt that that's shot because you don't even like CJ. I really don't like CJ. Wait, how come you don't like CJ McCollum? Wait, what? He's very very inconsistent. Like, sometimes when Dame is going off, like, CJ's not there to help him. I feel bad for Dame because I feel personally. It happens happens the other way around, too. 
I feel personal, but that's why they're number five because I feel like even, but I feel like they can still make the list because when they like they go off, but it's just like sometimes when they need each other together, it's just like. So where would you range us? Uh, so where would you range CJ McCollum in the shooting guard list? Just just asking, like where would you put him? He's not top five. He's not top five. Okay. Um. So okay, what's your uh? You was at number number five, so that was your number five duel. Who's your number four top five duel in the league? Let's play that number, uh, number four. I gotta go with um. I'm gonna go with Steph and Clay. Mm, I mean, Clay's injured. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care when they play together. No, I'm gonna switch that. It's Kawhi and Paul George's forward. Third is wow. Stephen Clay, because they are they are like when people say they're tremendous two ways. That's 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 at least what I thought until I saw it last year. I mean, like I know it's only been <laughs> one season, and I was rooting for the Clippers last season, and they disappointed me, and so I just took the L and it's just like. The way Paul George and Kawhi played before they got to L.A. and the major drop-off they had, they got to take fault in that. So I got to put them below uh, Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson because when they play, like I said, it's it's, it's over. It's over. All you right, see Clay. how much Klay means to the team now? Oh, yeah, Klay's definitely – we all kind of, kind of, you know. So I feel like they're in my top three duos because they, they – it's just it's really them. They 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 matter on that team. Second, people are not gonna like this, but I'm gonna say LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Ooh. <laughs> and like I said, people may not like it. I understand they won a championship, they can coexist together, but they're both MVP candidates. Yeah, they, they really are. But I just feel like I feel like Anthony Davis has to like Anthony Davis has to um anchor both sides of the ball more. Even like you can say LeBron's getting older, you can you can say he's um he's been in the league for a long time. I understand that, but so is Michael Jordan. He was still dominating both sides of the ball. So that I mean, that's that that just says a lot right there. Right. And my number one is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And before they got there, I, I told everybody they're they're gonna click, and people were saying, but they they like Kyrie can't coexist in the locker room, and KD has issues. But it's like, yo, if two people have issues, I feel I feel as though they they can work together on their own terms. Cause y'all not y'all may not see it the way they see it. They could see their team success in a whole different way. So I feel like with them, they couldn't get along with everybody that sees it a different way. So if they play together, I feel like they're gonna get the job done. All right, that's pretty sound. I I, I like it number one too. I mean, most people would put AD and uh, LeBron number one strictly. I mean, Elijah, I'm a, I'm gonna go to you and Greg for last. Go ahead, Elijah. So for my number five, I have Damon CJ. Um, mm, Damon CJ too. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that off the first two list, he was they were he, he was left off. But um, I understand why. Um, for my number four, I have Murray and Jokic. And for number three, 
I'll take PG and Kawhi. And I want to actually, I want to comment on, on Mars' pick for having stuff in clay. I, I respect that. And I, if, if it was, if, it, if, it, if he was playing, I would have put him in my top three. But strictly because he isn't, I'll leave them out for now. But I do, I, I do feel, I, I respect your, your choice on that. But for number two, I'll have, no, for number three, I have PG and Kawhi. And for number two, um, for now, I have it K- Katie and Kyrie. But honestly, I feel like the way they may take this 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 entire regular season, they'll, they'll probably be number one going to the playoffs. And for number one, I'll have LeBron and AD. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Pretty. It's all pretty it's nice less in my opinion. I mean, most of them kind of line. I think Kyrie's the line with me the most. Uh, Greg. Who's your top five? I feel like you might say something already. <laughs> just, I just got to fill up on you. <laughs> I can tell you I'm not going to like this. Way. All right, here we go. Um, wow. Um, oh, can't save all the comments for the end. All right. Um, number five. Uh, I had a lot of debate about this, and I was going back and forth, but I think I'm going to stick to what I chose. Right. When healthy, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, take oh man, because I'm only gonna do this based off of all right. I'm gonna go Luca and Kristaps. Okay. All right. Oh my lord. All right. I, I'm <laughs> only. Oh, and, uh, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna include. Uh, I'm not including. Um, what should we call it? Uh, uh, Steph and 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 Clay on my list only for this reason because I was gonna put them on the list, but uh, um, uh, Clay has been out for two years, so I can't judge him. On like what his performance will be, I, I'm only including Kristaps because I saw him last year and he's expected to come back this season. And in those stretches, the Mavs look like a dangerous team. So I'm gonna include him in my top five. But if if we're going based off of like performance, I, obviously I gotta put Stay and uh, um, Stephen Clay over Luca and Kristaps. But I think that's a dangerous team. And when Kristaps come back, when the when the Mavs was given the uh, the the work to the Clippers. It was when Luca and Kristaps were in the game together. Just keep that in mind. All right, number four. You know I had to do Ben and Joel. That's a dangerous. That's a dangerous. No, you all right there. I'm, I'm yeah, they're dangerous when they play thirty <laughs> games together. Ben and Ben and Joel together are dangerous. Give them shooters. They are unstoppable. They are. Well, I mean, players. listen. I mean, honestly, for that Go duo, ahead. I would say you wait till the end of this season. They this are season. four and one right now. They are giving the Hornets the work right now in this game. I'm watching simultaneously. No, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They are. I'm. I think that's a dangerous team. If the Nets don't make it out of the East, the Sixers will. I said it here right now. I said it here right now. I like this. Okay. If the Sixers don't, <laughs> if the Nets don't make it out, the Sixers. Yeah, you forgetting like like two other teams, bro. <laughs> Listen, if it's Bucks Sixers, I'm taking Sixers. Set it right here. Set it right here, please. Don't do this. Don't do this. Well, okay, all wait. Right. All right. Number so, three. Wait. wait so number four was Ben and Joel. A lot of yeah. people disagree with that. What's number three? Number three, out of respect, out of respect, I'm gonna just put CJ and Dane. Because I feel like they're always overslept on lists, and I just think that the 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 amount of they've earned my respect over the years because they they've been counted out so many times. Like even not even gonna make the. I remember years people were saying they wasn't even gonna make the playoffs, 
and they've consistently made the playoffs every year. So I'm just I'm out of respect. I'm gonna put them on the list at number three, and then number two, come on, it's KD and Kyrie, and then number one, that's self-incriminatory. Come on, dangerous two I'm dangerous done. scores in the game, and then number one, <laughs> LeBron and AD. Out of I'm respect, because they're reigning champions. <laughs> All right, <laughs> don't be done, brother. <laughs> What? Hey, Mars, um, is finished. Um, um, okay. I'm stuck on a Philly one. I'm, I'm stuck on Philly. I don't I'm know. stuck how, on the math. Listen, first of all, first of all, let's just go with this. How the hell are they in your top five? <laughs> I, I just had to ask, how? Ben and Joel together is the most dangerous. They average, th- bro. Together on an average of a season, season eight two games, they play together about forty times. But but that's good enough to be in your top five. So, Joanne, Joel, and Ben are together. They both gonna execute okay. in the playoffs, especially Ben Simmons. We don't gotta talk about how just defenders know how to clog the lane. They know how practically useless he is. So we don't even gotta talk about Joel. Yo, Ben is gonna. I'm telling you, Ben is going to develop a jump shot, and when he does, y'all will all eat crow. Cause that brother okay. is dangerous. I hope okay. he does. So, so, Joel so when he, so, Joel so when he develops Joel that scoring mentality or somewhat of a scoring mentality, then, then you can edge him in the top five. No, no, no right no. now he's in my top five right now because I know he doesn't have a drop shot and he's still lethal and dangerous and affects the game in all multiple levels. That's how I know he's dangerous. He hasn't had a twenty point game yet this season, and yet, and they're and they're four and one. So what is that? We're talking about him. We're talking about him. What does that tell you about the defense that he's providing to that Sixers team? Talking about on top of the offense that Joel Embiid is providing to that team. Come yeah, on, like that's a dangerous point. Yo, Greg, 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 I agree with you, bro, because I love Ben Simmons. And I, I have the same arguments. Even though he doesn't have a jumper, he does so much other things like on the court to yes. the point where he can have nine points and be the impact player of the game. Exactly. But, yeah. but for the simple fact that they don't see – like they're not great at coexisting at consistently on the court no. at the same time all the time, bro. And the fact that they And the fact that they're always hurt. And they're always hurt at the worst times. And and there's times that we just don't get to see them together because of that. You see uh, okay. Ben Simmons either taking taking it on by himself, or you see Joel B taking it on by himself. You know they need each other. But for two people that need each other so much, bro, they don't coexist enough. In fairness, in fairness, I will say that we're saying that they don't play. Okay, Joel B obviously has, like, set times that he doesn't play throughout the season. But in, over this three-year stretch, outside of those, uh, those times, like uh, last year, um, I know like what's his, uh, Ben Simmons got hurt in the playoffs, and he had a back injury. Like I get it, and like he got hurt a lot that season. I think he had two separate injuries. But up until that point, and outside of his rookie season, those that two year period, he was pretty healthy. And when they went to the game seven against the Raptors, they were relatively healthy that entire year. You know what I'm saying? And the year before, Joel Embiid had the face thing, but he played throughout the majority of the playoffs. So sure. it. It isn't. It isn't un. It isn't like they are incapable of staying healthy. I just think that, like this, especially this last, this past year was a tough year for Ben Simmons. So I'm going based off of what I've. And I will say this also, which gives me hope about this year, that when Joel and B and, and Ben Simmons were playing at their best, was when they had shooters around them to space the floor. When they were work, when they were like that first year they made the playoffs, they had like they had. Uh, uh, Mario uh, Bellinelli and JJ Redick, and I think I forget the other shooter, 
And they were like, they together, their plus minus as a duo together was like 27 points. Once they lost Marco, the next year, their offensive rating was like 13. And then once they lost JJ, their offensive rating, I think, was like two or three. Now they have shooting again. Now they have that floor space. And it isn't, isn't it ironic that they're now four and one together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, I agree so, with you, bro. Like, so, so, so they're four and one right now. So I'm just saying, like, I think now that they have that force, that floor space again, it isn't. It, it, it's not a coincidence that now they're finding when that winning formula again. And when I get it, Ben Simmons is averaging nine points, but Ben Simmons is is. is it's not like you can't look at Ben Simmons' game just solely based off of how many times he puts it in the bucket. It's the totality. In conjunction of Joel Embiid's ability to take over a game at any point in time, that's dangerous. That's what we call a duo. Come on. <laughs> Speak on it. I, <laughs> what? I, I like this list. This list is quality. <laughs> of course top you top like this. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you something. <laughs> Who won't oh, like the gosh. list they made? I, <laughs> I'm listening. Greg, I, I actually good. want to touch on. I want to touch on something too before we, uh, we really end this all. So uh, it was actually a pretty uh, debate when it came to the point guard list. Uh, when it comes to like the top five point guards in the league and being that mm-hmm. fifth point guard, can you give me a top mm-hmm. five point guard? Uh, actually, who the top five point guards in the league are right now? You you can also cannot. Yeah, can I? I'm I'm not gonna go in order. I I can't do that like off the top of my head. But the names that come to mind, I mean, obviously you have to go. You have to put Dame Dollar in there. I mean, Dame Damian Lillard's production, like, okay. speaks for itself. Um, are we going just based off of what their position should be, or like what they like? Because you know, overall, LeBron James just obviously overall, just overall. Because I was going to say LeBron James has to be considered a point guard too. The brother averaged ten assists last year. Like, come on, like we got we we. I'm gonna put respect on his name. I'm gonna go. Oh man, y'all gonna hate me for this. I have to put, we have, okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna put Steph Curry out of respect. I'm gonna put Steph Curry in that top, in the top five list. All right. That's not a problem. Steph Curry is, should be on that list. Who else? LeBron. Um, um oh gosh. Oh, uh, let's see. Three. I'm, I'm gonna say the last two are gonna, you can, you can see, I can see a multitude of ways. Cause if we're gonna go for a young player, I could put Trey Young in that list. I'm not going to. We could put Trey Young in that list. If we wanna go based off of veteran, but like it's still playing well, I could say um, Kemba Walker. Oh my fault, I'm sorry. My my wait, wait, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. I I forgot. I'm seeing some names right now that I completely forgot about. Kyrie Irving, come on. Stop. Oh okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My fault, my fault. That's on me. I'm sorry. I'm just looking through the list right now and I'm, I'm forgetting names. I like I'm trying. I'm doing this off the dome. Uh. Uh, right. Listen, yeah. I mean, all right. Can we just take out LeBron and just say so? If you were to switch out someone for LeBron, who would you switch out? Like, who's in your top five? Who's uh, okay, if we're, if we're switching out LeBron, um, is this, uh, uh, are we including James Harden as a point guard too? No, 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 we're not including James. Okay, um, let's see. Now, what about Luca? Uh, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would, yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah. I mean, okay, but so, you know, it was pretty much a bit. All right, so how do you feel about Kyle Lahr as a point guard? Do you think he could be in consideration for being a top five point guard? Top five, no. It's top so, ten, more of a discussion. Uh, top ten, more of a discussion. Top five, I can't do that. I can't. What I about think, Russ? 
Russ? Yeah. Oh, Russ Brook? Yeah. Here's the thing about Russ. I love Russ, but I think I don't I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've never like the the triple double has I felt has felt more diminished each year that he's accumulated triple doubles. Like the first year he accumulated that first triple double when his MVP season, that was like the pinnacle of the pinnacle. The next year he averaged it, the team did a little bit worse, but he was still averaging a triple double. The following year, he's still averaging a triple double, I think. Maybe or maybe I'm not sure. I think the Rockets maybe he wasn't averaging a triple double. And now this year he's averaging a triple double. And it, like their team is on five, I think. So I, I out of respect, I'm gonna say like he's he's like either six like He's if he's top five, he's number five, but he could easily be like six, seven, or eight in that six, seven, or eight range. They just won the game and he didn't play. You see, um, so like out of respect, I'm just going because we're going off a name brand like Russell Westbrook. You talk about MVP, I'm gonna be respectful. I'm gonna say he gotta be in the top five. But what in Greg? Well, Greg, let me ask you this: Who you think is the better point guard between Kyle Lowry and 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 Russell? Like, as a point guard, as what a point guard should do, who you think is more of a point guard, Westbrook or Kyle Lowry? I'm going to go Kyle Lowry. Why can't Kyle Lowry break your five? I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry can't break my five just because, damn, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it, like, oh, my God. Okay, Kyle Lowry, are we talking about Kyle Lowry in his totality or in the game today right now? Because Kyle Lowry, I love Kyle Lowry. I just, I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel right. Like, saying Kyle Lowry is a top five point guard. Like, Can I say it, something it, to you? Yeah. Because your top five duos, you had Ben Simmons and Joel. You had Ben in there. And you said he can impact the game without scoring. Kyle Lowry mm. impacts the game without scoring. So what are you saying? Mm. You know what? No, you know what? I like that, brother. Using my own argument against me. Okay. Thank All right. You, thank no, you. You're right. No, you're right. Um, okay. I'll 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 give I'm gonna give Kyle Lowry the benefit of the doubt. And I can I'll give the same amount of respect I have for Russell Westbrook and the same amount of respect that I have for Kyle Lowry. I could put him in my top five, but it's not it's not like it could be hard for me to see him being six, seven, or eight. Only That's because understandable. Only because, like, you know, Kyle Lowry does impact the game uh, in a lot of ways. And the same arguments I could make against Kyle Lowry, I could make them against Russell Westbrook, too. So it's like, you know, I'm going to put them in the same bucket. Um, how do y'all feel about Kyle? Um, Kyle um, what's the brother's name? The both, uh, Kemba Walker. It's, it's kind of the fact that Kemba Walker, he – so we didn't really get the – we don't get to see much of him, like, especially in his first eight years because he was in Charlotte. And Charlotte was always mm-hmm. bad, so it was like it was kind of like yeah, like his numbers are good, but like they made the playoffs like once and once or twice in his whole tenure there. So like Kimball Walker, like Kimball Walker, we're not I can't deny his greatness or whatever. Like he's he's a really really good point guard, but he just hasn't shown like to be able to take a team like far as far as like these other point guards that we're we're talking about. I don't, mm-hmm. I just kind of like how you, you said like. We, like we love, all, we all love Kyle Lowry, and all we we appreciate what he does. It just doesn't feel right put him yeah. in top five. Yeah, no, nah, I, I felt that. I felt that. I felt that. Yeah, I think the the harder thing is who's gonna be in that six to ten range. I think top five, the number five, 
it's going to be is a, the, the hardest debate. But I think the bigger debate is who goes from six to ten, because then you got to think about, OK, who's better? Who's better? Eleven, because I can see there's a lot of brothers you can put on here that's from six to ten. But um, so it could be that could be a harder list to figure out. Um, the, the question I also want to ask you all is who you all think is next up, like out of these young players that are coming up right now. John Morant, uh, especially when he comes back from injury. You're not saying Trey Young? Oh, I could go. I, you already mentioned Trey Young, so I didn't feel no need oh, to, yeah, to, right. to already mention him, of course. Trey Young's ahead of John Morant right now, but John Morant's probably my favorite play, my favorite young player to watch right now. What did you mm. say, Chris? Because I think you heard a, a point guard I like. Who you, Aaron Fox. You say? Aaron Fox. Definitely in consideration. Mm. Definitely in consideration. Love De'Aaron Fox. Also, I noticed y'all didn't say Chris Paul. Is there a reason for that? Oh, Chris Paul's in mine. Chris Paul's in mine too. Yeah, I was gonna put Chris Paul, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want their debate to be about his age and stuff. But I, after what he did last year, in conjunction with his career in totality, he has to be my top five. I think that rounds out my top five. Chris Paul is number five on my list. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good list. All right, so that. Concludes episode 22 of the Stretches on podcast. I definitely want to thank my fellow calls. I want to thank Kyrie, Chris, Elijah, Jamar, Greg. Thanks a lot for coming on today's episode. Really appreciate it. It's a great way to start off 2021. Happy New Year's to all our listeners. Uh, thanks a lot. And we're definitely going to keep the contact pushing 2021. It's only nothing but work for us. And we all appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. You can follow us on Instagram at the restricted zone pod. You can each and follow us individually on our Instagram accounts. I will put that in the link inside the whole description beneath the episode. You can follow us on Apple, uh, Google podcast, Spotify, and et cetera. You can just find us on all streaming devices. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, have a great day and happy new year's everyone.